Thank you for listening to the Zayner Ministries podcast with evangelist Nick Zayner. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or at zaynerministries.com. Now, here's evangelist Nick. Eight things that come with salvation. You know, there's more uh, There's more things than just a ticket to heaven, but heaven's important. And uh, we're going to get into it. Hey, Dustin, God bless you, man. Thanks for tuning in. Um, man, I'm just excited. We just came off of a four Sundays in a row, first time in our ministry history that we preached four straight Sundays. Um, and it's been it was absolutely incredible. We just got back from Jameson, Pennsylvania, where God really moved. Uh, the altar was packed Sunday morning. We had 22 in the altar, and uh, God was touching people, setting people free. Uh, many uh, words of knowledge and words of wisdom were flowing. Hey, Francisca, God bless you. Priyani, God bless you. If you're just hopping on, let me know where you're watching from. City, state, if you're in another country. And then at nighttime, God really poured out, and uh, he was healing people at the altar. One lady in particular, uh, her back was totally restored, discs were straightened up, and was totally, uh, she had pain in her body. And God totally set her free. God is still moving, folks. God is still touching people, healing people. So I want you to have an expectation tonight that if you put an expectation on God's word, you will receive a miracle tonight. Miss Siobhan, God bless you. You can receive right in your home. You know, this is one thing we're trying to teach people, um, especially in the area of healing. And I, I will talk about healing tonight. I know Dustin's on, and I told him I would, and I will share. Hey, Jamie, God bless you. That's part of one of the eight things that come with salvation. But you got to put an expectation on the Word. You can put an expectation on the Word of God and receive healing just as much as you can put an expectation on somebody laying their hands on you and re- releasing your faith. You need to learn to release your faith according to God's Word, which is why we do broadcasts. That's why we teach the Word of God. And uh, you can receive right in your home. So I want you to type in the comments, I'm expecting. That's right. You're expecting to receive your breakthrough tonight. You're expecting to receive something from the Word of God. Whether you go to church on Sunday morning uh, or you're watching a live stream or you're a part of a revival service, you should always have an expectation that God is going to confirm His Word in your life. We're not just... These aren't just great teachings, guys. These aren't... which. I hope they're great, but they're not just teachings that will, you know, oh, that's great. That that was a great thought. No, this is life changing uh, stuff because God's word is quick. It's powerful. It it divides uh, the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow. I mean, the word is quick. It's powerful. It's looking. He looks over his word to perform it. Right. And so we have to come with an expectation. The expectation of the uh, the righteous shall not be cut off, the Bible says. The woman with the issue of blood, she had an expectation that when she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, she was going to be healed. You can have the same expectation that when you touch, when you come by faith and you touch it by faith, God's word, when you say, you know what, I believe his word, I'm acting upon his word, I'm speaking his word, you're going to have results. Amen. And so that's just my introduction. Uh, I see some people hopping on YouTube. Praise God. Make sure you hit the hit the uh, thumbs up. Uh, 
It helps us reach more people. Uh, we're already almost at 500 subscribers, and that is all glory to God. We're, we're uh, going to be ramping things up with that, and we're going to see God impact through the digital means. Amen. But if you have your Bibles, I want to get into this here tonight. I'm going to be coming out of Hebrews chapter 6, starting in verse 1. I'm in the New Living Translation. And I, I want to encourage you, when you listen to this, um, to take notes. Um, especially, you know, we're typing in the comments. Do that as well. Type it in the comments uh, with us. But but maybe write these down because a great mentor of mine said, a dependent and a paper never forget. And so if you write it down, you'll you'll be able to reference it later. And so Hebrews chapter 6, starting in verse 1, this is eight things that come with salvation. The Bible says, So let us stop going over the basic teachings about Christ again and again. Let us go on instead and become mature in our understanding. Surely we don't need to start again with the fundamental importance of repenting from evil deeds and placing our faith in God. You don't need further instruction about baptisms, the laying on of hands, and the resurrection of the dead, and the eternal judgment. And so, God willing, we will move forward to further understanding. In other words, the Bible's telling us we should mature in our faith. You know, you, he's talking about the fundamentals of faith. And uh, we should ha have a good understanding of these. And, and uh, sadly, uh, many of the church don't understand these things, and we need to go back to the basics. Um, but I'm not teaching on that tonight. Maybe another, maybe that could be next Sunday, or next Sunday, next uh, Thursday's uh, uh, broadcast. But verse 4 says, For it is impossible to bring back to repentance those who were once enlightened, those who have experienced the good things of heaven and shared in the Holy Spirit, who have tasted the goodness of the word of the God and the power of the age to come, and who turn away from God, it is impossible to bring such people back to repentance by being rejecting by rejecting the Son of God. They themselves are nailing him to the cross once again, holding him up to public shame. When the when the ground soaks up the falling rain and bears a good crop for the farmer, it has God's blessing. But if a field bears thorns and thistles, it is useless. The farmer will soon condemn that field and burn it. Verse 9 is what I wanted to get to tonight, but we need to read it in the context. The Bible says, verse 9, Dear friends, even though we are talking this way, we really don't believe it applies to you. In other words, Paul's giving a strict warning to the believers that, hey, if you've tasted the goodness to come and you, you know, you go on and do these things that they're, you know, it's not good for you. But he's saying he's not addressing them in that way. He's saying, look what he says here. We don't really believe that these things apply to you, for we are confident that you are meant for better things, things that come with salvation. I want you to type in the comments, I am meant for better things. That's for you. See, the Bible is, is full of things that belong to you, and you have to discover it in order to experience it. I'll say that again. It's You have to discover it in order to experience it. God has done everything he's going to do for us, and it's wrapped up in this gift called salvation. But if you don't know what comes with it, how can you uh, apply that in your life? Many people are okay with just understanding that they're saved, but there's so much more that comes with salvation. And so I want to get into this tonight. And if you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, no, one of eight things that come with salvation, better things. Number one, heaven is your home. Now, I have to do this one up front because, yes, the main thing about salvation is you're saved. 
You know, many people don't talk about hell like they should. We need to we need to have um, some preachers talk about heaven and hell again because there is a real heaven and there is a real hell and the whole reason that why you need to get saved s a v e d saved saved from what saved from hell and you don't have to go to hell because Jesus paid the price. This is the whole reason why we go around and tell people about Jesus and preach the gospel. Why? Because there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Type that in the comments. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. The number one reason, and if this was the only reason for salvation that is good enough for me and for you, is that heaven is our home. The Bible says, John 3, 16, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe upon him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible also says in 2 Peter 3, verse 9, that he's not willing that any should perish but that all should come to the knowledge of, and come to repentance of the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, God doesn't want anybody to go to hell, but people have a choice. And this is why we present the gospel as a free gift because the Bible tells us it's a free gift. We present it, and it's a decision that people have to make. Now, you need to understand this, that hell is just as real as heaven. So we go around and we tell people, if you were to die today, do you know that you know for sure that you would go to heaven, which is a true, you know, will you, do you know for sure if you go to heaven? We could say, do you know for sure if you're going to go to hell or not? Because hell is just as real. You know, there's a passage in the Bible in Luke 16, and it talks about a rich man and a poor man. The rich man died. He died with everything. He had all the money. He had everything in the world. He was living on top on this side of eternity. But when he died, he went to hell. And the poor man, Lazarus, he was so poor, he was licking. The dogs were licking the sores off of him. And when he died, he went to a place, and at that time was Abraham's bosom because Jesus had not yet ascended. In other words, the Bible was telling us that there is a real place called hell because this man, the Bible says, that he was in torment in the flames. And, it, and it, it, this isn't just a, an utter darkness, folks. This is a real place that you don't want to go. Total darkness, total uh, pain in your body, total uh, anguish. I mean, guys, it's more than just separation from God. It's, it's torment for eternity. And so thank God the number one thing that comes with salvation is heaven. Jesus he became sin so that so that we can have right standing with God, so that we can go to heaven. So salvation, the main thing wrapped up into that is is to go to heaven, is to, is to have a security in where you're headed. Aren't you thankful with a show of emoji hands in the comments? Aren't you thankful that you know heaven is your home? And if you don't know and you're watching right now, we're going to pray here at the end of this broadcast, and you can know for sure that you're going to heaven because you don't have to go through life wondering, am I going to go to heaven or not? The Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How do you get your ticket to heaven? It's by calling upon the name of the Lord. It's by calling upon the name of Jesus, making him Lord of your life, and you just punch your ticket to heaven. But there's better things that come with salvation. <laughs> the Bible says, the Bible says it, they're meant for you. So number one is is he, is uh, heaven is your home. 
Now, I don't want to rush past this because a lot of times people don't talk about the heaven as much or hell. Or if you do, it's all this flaky stuff. No, heaven is a real place that God wants us to get to. And then eventually he's going to re- destroy this earth. He's going he's gonna to destroy the, he- the heavens as it is now. He's going to create a new earth and a new heaven. And we're going to rule and reign with Jesus Christ. I mean, this is, this is where we're headed, folks. I mean, it's more than just getting to a fancy place where there's uh, cupids and he's, he's got a, uh, a bow in his hand and uh, it's, uh, you're flying around on a cloud. It's not that, guys. There's things that will be done in heaven. And I'm not here to teach on heaven. But what I'm saying is it's a place you want to go. You know, the world makes heaven out to be this uh, flaky place and hell to be like some type of place you want to be. I'm telling you, folks, hell is not a place you want to be. Hell is a place of total and utter darkness and anguish. And so we don't want to go there. But thank God we don't have to go to hell because of Jesus. Jesus came. He humbled himself. He died for us so that we can know for sure that we're going to heaven. So there was a story And I did hear another preacher share this story, but it's a true story. It's not a parable or anything that the man of God made up. And I want to share it with you guys because there's a chance that maybe you haven't heard it before. But there was a man who who went on a cruise line. And uh, this was back in the day when they gave you a ticket and you punched it and you got on the cruise. And when he got on the cruise, he wasn't trying to just celebrate and have a good time. He was trying to get to the other side. He was traveling. And at that time, it took about three months to get from uh, that continent to the next. And so he was on a boat for three months. And uh, he thought that all he had was a was a ticket to get to the other side of, uh, of the world. And he had three months worth of crackers that he kept in a bag and each day he's like you know what i can't afford to uh go and eat at the uh, table and pay my way every single day to eat uh, and choose everything so i'm just going to eat crackers every single day so this man literally for three months he would just eat crackers in his uh, in his uh place of residency on the on the boat and next thing you know Three months goes by, the captain comes to him, and the captain knocked on his door and said, hey, and I don't know why it took him three months, but it did. Towards the end, he's like, hey, I was concerned about you. Is everything okay? I never saw you one time come down and eat. And he's like, well, you know, this is kind of embarrassing, but I didn't bring any money for me to be able to eat. Uh, at all on the boat. And the man said, let me see your ticket. And when he looked at the ticket, he noticed that he had the full ride, full package ticket, which included a dinner with the captain himself at the captain's table to eat whatever he wanted every single day for three months. In other words, he had everything that he needed wrapped up in that one ticket, but because he didn't read the fine print, he didn't access what was already his. So I want you to write this down in the comments. Read the fine print. What is the fine print? The word of God is your fine print, your access of the better things that come with salvation. See, if you don't know what's yours, you can't access what's already yours. See, this man already had everything that he needed on his ticket, but he did not uh, read the fine print. He did not. Re- he did not discover what was already his, and so therefore he was missing out on what was his. And so we're going to get into this. But the number one, you got your ticket to heaven. So many people. This is where Christians are living right now. 
They're satisfied with knowing that they have a ticket to heaven. But God is saying, I didn't come just to get you to heaven. Jesus prayed when he prayed. He told his disciples how to pray. He said, your kingdom come, your will be done where? On earth as it is in heaven. In other words, Jesus was trying to get them to realize that you can bring heaven to earth right now, right here. You can experience all that God has for you and that you don't have to only just barely make it through this life, barely, uh, you know, just get by and then scrape, you know, yourself, crawl yourself into the gates of heaven because you had, had it so rough on earth. We don't have to live a rough life. I'm not saying you won't have trials and tribulations. I just taught one of the other uh, Thursday nights on how you can overcome when the enemy comes at you like a flood. God will raise up a standard. God will, you'll go through trials and tribulations, but don't worry because Jesus is overcome. So you'll go through things, but you don't have to barely scrape through life, guys. And that's why I felt so strongly tonight to do this, because I want to encourage you tonight that you don't have to just barely make it in life, but you can grab a hold of the truth of God's word and you can walk in total victory every single day. You know, the thing was about Sunday uh, and Jameson is as soon as I grabbed the microphone, I just felt in my spirit. I got to teach on victory and I'm feeling it tonight because many people are going through life in utter defeat. They have a they wake up every single day experiencing expecting defeat, expecting something bad to happen. But what if we flipped it and we started expecting something good to happen? You need to write that down. Something good is going to happen to me. You know, there was a great man, a man of God who said every single day he'd wake up and he would say something good is about to happen to me today. That's the kind of attitude you need to have. Just because you say it doesn't mean, oh, yeah, it makes you exempt from bad things. Not saying that, but you have a different mindset. See, we have a mind, the mind of Christ. We have to have the mind of victory because Jesus overcame so we can overcome. And you got to grab a hold of these eight things that come with salvation so you don't let life beat you up over the head. You know, many people treat life like it's uh, like life is some type of entity that is beating them up every single day. You know, oh, brother, you know, life is just hard. You know, it just barely getting by this whole life thing. You know, I've really gone through a lot. Why does life have to beat you up like like a, a bully in, in middle school? You know, life doesn't have to beat you up. It's time to beat life up. It's time to take life over. It's time to have life more abundantly. Come on, that's right. Something good is going to happen to me. That's right. Something good is about to happen to you because you're understanding that there's better things that come with salvation. You know, I haven't even gotten to number two yet, but I just feel to really go down this line, guys. The Bible says that he set us a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Do you understand that when your enemies come at you in one direction, they will flee in seven? But, you know, in the midst of that, the battle is not yours. The battle belongs to the Lord. Type that in the comments. The battle belongs to the Lord. The battle's not yours. It belongs to God. And so why? So the Bible tells us that he sets a table before us in the presence of the enemies. While, while you apply God's word, you know what his word says, you can rest in his promises. On the table is the better things that come with salvation. And God is saying that, don't worry, the battle belongs to me, but you need, in order for you to not get distracted by what's happening around the table, you need to focus on what's on the table and begin to eat. Everybody say, I'm hungry and I'm eating. It's time to eat what's on the table. It's time to eat what God has put before you. 
And so these next seven things are things literally you can partake according to God's word to walk in victory every single day of your life. It's time to walk in victory. Come on, the comments are coming in now. You guys are getting active. I'm hungry. I'm eating. The battle belongs to the Lord. That's right. The battle belongs to the Lord. So number two. So number one, heaven's your home. I, I could go on all night on that, but I don't want to burn up my time on that. I got seven other ones that I want to get into your guys' spirit tonight. Number two, he's given us righteousness. Righteousness. Why is righteousness so important? Righteousness is, is how you need to view yourself now. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's how you need it. You don't, you're not a sinner saved by grace if you're born again. If you're saved, if you've called upon the name of the Lord, you're no longer just a good old dirty sinner saved by grace. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. We can be righteous as he is righteous. Why? Because Jesus paved the way and made the way for us. This is why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians verses 5 and 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You're a new creation in Christ, and now you have righteousness. You have the gift of righteousness. See, when you know you're in right standing with God, you no longer are condemned by, the, by what the devil tells you. You're no longer feeling down and out about yourself because now you've taken on the image and likeness of Christ. You've taken on that right standing with God. If God be for you, who can be against you? Type that in the comments. If God be for me, who can be against me? Nothing can be against you because God is on your side because of the righteousness that you now carry. Because it's and it's not in your own righteousness, because we know that our own righteousness is like dirty rags. It's it's filthy, but it's his. And he's given us the gift of righteousness so that we can walk in in right standing with God and we can walk with our with our head high. No longer do we need to walk with our head down, looking down, feeling so bad about ourselves. No. We look we look up for our redemption draws nigh. We're looking at Jesus. We fix our eyes on Christ because that is now who the image in which we're created in now. The Bible says this. Um oh, I already said that. No, I didn't. 2 Corinthians 5:21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. I want that to seep into your spirit tonight. He who knew no sin became sin for us. Or he made him who knew no sin to be sin. Jesus himself became sin. Think about that. On the cross, he became the sin of the world. And now because he became sin, we now become righteous. He exchanged his life for ours. It's not fair, but Jesus humbled himself to die to exchange his life for ours. Do we deserve it? Absolutely not. But God so loved us that he gave his son to exchange his life for ours. Why is righteousness so important? Because it's all in your identity. You know who you are in Christ. There's nothing that can stop a person who knows who they are in Christ Jesus. Nothing, because now you're walking in your identity. You're not walking of the ways of the world. You're not feeling one way you're this, the next day you're that. You're not, you're not messed up because you know who you are in Christ Jesus because he became sin so that we could become righteous. 
Come on, that's a better thing that comes with salvation, that you can walk with your head high, that you can walk in victory. Amen? So number two, righteousness. Number three, divine healing. Now, I was going to, I've taught a lot about divine healing, so I'm not going to go heavy into this, but it's still necessary to bring it because there's new people who are watching. And if you want to go harder into divine healing, I got like three uh, other um, broadcasts that I did, but the Bible says in Exodus 15, 26, I am the Lord who heals you. One of the better things that comes with salvation is the fact that we now have the great physician, Jesus, who he not only... Uh, not only can heal us, but he literally took our sicknesses. He took our diseases. So when sickness and disease tries to come upon you as a believer, you need to do a return to sender and send that right back to the devil. And actually, you got to give it back to Jesus because he's the one who took it. Matthew eight seventeen. if you don't uh, believe what I'm saying, you can look it up. He took our infirmities. He took our sicknesses. He literally, by his stripes, we were healed. He literally took stripes on his back. That's not a figurative thing. That's not a spiritual thing. He didn't take spiritual stripes. He took physical, literal stripes on his back for my healing and for yours. And that is a better thing that comes with salvation. And knowing the fact that if sickness and disease tries to come on you or your family, you can you can literally petition God according to his word and you can stand upon his word and you can force that sickness right up out of your life. But you have to know that that's yours because some people, they believe that sickness and disease is God putting it on them to teach them a lesson. That's not the case. The Bible says in Acts 10 38, how Jesus Christ was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of who? The devil. The devil's the oppressor. The devil's the author of sickness and disease, but he is the author of life. He is the author of healing. He is the author of, of more than enough. He's the author, He has so much healing on the table, folks. He's just waiting and looking for a church that will go and sit down and dine with the, with the double scoops of healing. I mean, that's how much healing is sitting there waiting on you. And in many people, they, they got this twisted religious traditional mindset that it's okay that you have to be sick. Well, brother, it's flu season, and, you know, we just got to get the flu every now and then. Says who? You don't have to get the flu. See, you, you, you have to understand that's not on the table. Sickness and disease isn't on the table. If it tries to come on you, it, it does try to come on people. But you know what the Bible says? Submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. It shouldn't, be, it shouldn't last longer than 24 hours if you really stand upon God's word. And if it does last longer than that, I'm not condemning anybody. But what I am saying is I'm trying to wake you up to the reality that on the table, the better things that come with salvation is healing because he is the Lord that healeth thee and he changes not. Jesus is what? The same yesterday, today, and forever. Type that in the comments. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if he healed then, he'll heal now. And that's a better thing that comes with salvation because the Bible says healing is the children's bread. And I know I'm talking to a bunch of sons and daughters of God right now, those who are watching live and listening to the podcast. You are a son and daughter of God. You are a child of God. Therefore, healing belongs to you. <laughs> healing belongs to you. So the, the gospel, the good news, doesn't only include salvation spiritually from hell, but it also physically here on earth. You can literally receive your healing tonight. And what the devil tries to do, 
is he tries to get you to look at your past history and your family. He tries to get you to look at, well, mom had this, my sister had this, my aunt had this. Well, maybe I'm going to have this. No, the devil is a liar. It stops with you. It stops with the person who says enough is enough. I am not going to allow this in my life. I'm going to apply God's word in my life. I'm going to believe it. I'm going to speak it. I'm going to act upon it. I'm going to resist the devil and he will flee. Come on. This is one of the greatest, better things that come with salvation because what's happening is uh, the devil is trying to the, use people to say, you know what, healing's not for today. Healing doesn't belong to you. There's too many people. How many watching right now by a show of a hand that God's healed you at one time or another with an emoji hand in the comments? That's right. I'm sure there's many people. God has healed you at one time, and if he healed you before, he'll heal you again. But the reality is this. God is still a healer, and that is still on the table for you to receive. You just have to understand how to appropriate and put this word into action. You have to, you, it's one thing to know it, and it's another thing to apply it. Amen. That's right. Robin's got a powerful testimony on how God healed her. And I know if we had her on, she would share it. God, God is still a healer. God is still touching people. God is still healing people, folks. God is not a man that should lie, nor the son of man that should repent. He, healing is for today. Amen. That's number three. Number four. I put this down as deliverance. Deliverance comes with salvation. Now, I'm not just talking about, because when you're born again saved, you can't be demon-possessed. I'm not talking about getting uh, deliverance from demon possession. But there's things that happen. Deliverance in the sense of the definition, the action of being rescued or set free. In other words, there's many people who, when they come to Christ, they literally have had trauma in their life. They had had something that happened to them, maybe fear, anxiety, worry, oppression of the devil. See, you you can be oppressed from the enemy from things that have happened in your past. And one of the better things that comes with salvation is deliverance from past trauma. You know, if I had my wife on tonight, uh, she would share probably her testimony of how God delivered her from past trauma, from uh, sexual abuse and things like that. And literally, there's such a powerful testimony because within it, God, you know, this is a summary of it, but Jesus took her to the point of what happened and he showed her what happened to her because she she re-experienced it. Uh, and then what he did was he's, he took that scene, he bundled it up into a ball and he threw it into a fire and he said, You're, it's totally washed away, forgiven, never to be remembered, no longer. You're totally set free. And instantly she was set free by the power of God from past trauma. See, that's one of the things because the Bible says who the son sets free is free indeed. That's John eight thirty six. Who the son sets free is free indeed. In other words, deliverance is on the table when it comes to the better things that comes with salvation. Because Jesus doesn't just answer for physical healing. He answers also for internal healing. You know, the Bible says that he was anointed to heal the brokenhearted. You know, people go through things. And the Bible says this, just so you know, it's not God who put people through things. In John 10.10, 10, the thief comes to steal kill and destroy, but I have come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Why do bad things happen to people? Because we live in a fallen world with a fallen enemy called the devil, and the devil is influencing people to do wicked things against people. 
It's not God. And so God will totally restore people. You know, there's a powerful testimony of a woman who was literally, she was raped uh, and she, I believe she had a kid and everything with the rapist and it was totally a, a horrible, horrible thing. And, and she lived a, a life uh, of just, you know, wondering if God could ever cleanse her and set her free. And she actually ended up, I believe, also ended up getting a, a STD and, and she was just messed up from this this incident. And when she came to Jesus, the power of God hit her. And I remember if I remember the testimony correctly, as the power of God hit her, she began to laugh and she began to come under the anointing of the Holy Ghost and she was all over the floor and she was shaking and everything. And, and literally in her own words, she said, it literally felt like a fire hose uh, of water coming upon me, like if firemen were standing there and the hose was washing her so clean. And she said, in that moment, God totally delivered her from all of her past, her trauma and everything. It felt like it was, it happened to somebody else. And that's the power of the deliverance that Jesus provides for. That's that's a better thing that comes with salvation because it's not just a ticket to heaven. It's to totally restore. Jesus is in the restoration business. He wants to totally restore every single thing in your life. <coughs> and that includes past trauma and everything like that. This woman was set free. There's many, many testimonies. I mean, if you just went on YouTube right now after this is over and you started looking up how Jesus healed people of this and he delivered people from from past emotional stress and emotional trauma, it would it, it wouldn't be it would be endless because he's he came to do that. This generation is going through a lot of trauma. I mean, they're going through so many different crazy things emotionally that they're going to need the power of God to set them free, to deliver them from all of this wickedness. And that's why we need to we need to partake of it ourselves. We need to be that example to those around us that, look, God has set before us deliverance from our past. You know, how can we set anybody free if we're not free ourselves? Think about that for a moment. You can't help anybody unless you if you need help yourself. You know, that's why God does the work in us to do it through us. See, God does a work in you. He heals you up on the inside. Maybe he heals you up physically too, but he heals you up on the inside. He sets your mind free so that you can go and help somebody else be free. But you can't help anyone else if you're not if you need help yourself. And that's why deliverance comes is, is a better thing that comes with salvation. And, uh, you know, literally that word salvation means Jesus heals or Jesus saves, Jesus heals, Jesus delivers. So literally within salvation, deliverance is part of the whole gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And tonight, you, you listen to me right now. You can be totally set free from all of your past trauma. You can be totally, I don't care what happened. And I, I know it could be tra- it could be horrible. I know what happened to my wife was absolutely horrible, but you know what? Today she could clearly say it's like it happened to somebody else. You can literally turn this off tonight after we pray at the end of this, and you can literally feel uh, like you it happened to someone else. Why? Not because of my prayer, not because of my words, but because of the power of the Holy Spirit. The better things that come with salvation, deliverance, can be your portion. Amen? Will you put an expectation on that if that's you? Maybe you need that tonight. I want you to hold that expectation that tonight is your night to be free in Jesus' name. Now, number five, that come, better things that come with salvation, peace. Peace. The Bible says in Romans 14, 17, For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. In other words, 
when God is present, peace is present. Why? Because he is the prince of peace. He's the prince of peace. And many people are not experiencing peace in their life. And it's because they don't have God in their life. No God, no peace. He's the prince of peace. He's the author of peace. And you know what? When peace comes, it's like you could have a million things going on around you. You can have your circumstances so crazy, but when peace arrives and it's on the table, you will just enter into peace that flows like a river. It will be like nothing matters. Why? Because God, the battle belongs to the Lord. It's like when peace comes, God is saying, hey, everything's going to be all right. You know, when the... The Holy Spirit, he's a comforter. It's like when the peace comes, it's almost like God is hugging you, telling you that it's going to be okay. And maybe you don't even, nothing's going on wrong, but there's just nothing like peace. Have you ever been to someone's home who's a believer, and you walk in, and it's like, man, the peace is, this house is full of peace. Why? Because they allow God to be there. You know, one of the things that people, yeah, they got a ticket to heaven, but they need to allow the Prince of Peace to enter into their lives so that they can they can literally walk and live in peace. You know how many people would, would beg for peace? You know, they're all crying out for uh, world peace and to cease all wars. But really, if they would just get a hold of God and the reality of what he says about peace, they would walk in it. You know, Jesus said this in John 14, 27, I'm leaving you with a gift. Peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. The world cannot give you peace. You will not find peace. Yes, you might have moments of like, ah, I think everything's going to be okay. But this peace is eternal, folks. This peace is a, is a peace that you're, you can't get anywhere else. You can't buy this peace. You can't, you can't earn this peace. This peace is straight from God. And I'm telling you, peace is entering into your home right now. Peace like a river flowing through this live stream and through this podcast. I'm telling you, I feel the peace of God right now. I'm so at peace. I can literally lay down and go to sleep, and it's not because it's late. It's because literally when you start talking about peace, uh, the Prince of Peace shows up. You know, everything's going to be okay. I want you to type that in the comments. Everything's going to be all right. That's where you guys watching here tonight, whether you're going through something physically and you're putting ex expectation to be healed or you're concerned about your family getting saved or maybe your finances are rocky. I'm here today tonight to tell you that everything's going to be all right. There's better things that come with salvation and peace is on the menu and peace is on the table and it's your portion because everything's going to be OK. If God's before you, who can be against you? Everything's going to be all right. Amen. That's right. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay. And that's not a faith statement. That's the truth of God's word because he, you're his child. You know, in the natural, if something was, to, I would do anything to, to help and protect my son. He's four months old, but I would do anything to protect him. How much more? Where do we get that from? We don't get that from the devil. We get that from God. Everything's going to be okay. God's going to take care of us. He's a good father. He's a good God. He's a big God. If you just trust him, he's going to take care of you. There's nothing too big uh, that God that God can't handle. He's bigger than your situation. He's bigger than that bill that's coming due. He's bigger than that sickness that's trying to come against you. I'm telling you, God, everything's going to be okay. And the peace of God will guide your heart. It will lead you in the past, and uh, you'll be okay. Amen. And look at what comes with that, because I'm going to jump into number six here, because they go together. The Bible says righteousness is peace and what? Joy. You guessed it. Number six that comes with salvation is joy. 
joy unspeakable and full of glory, folks. Why does God give us joy? He gives us joy because the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength. Type that in the comments. The joy of the Lord is my strength. That's right. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And, uh, it, you know, when you have joy, <laughs> you don't have to just be like, you know, because I came from the River of Tampa Bay, and when you get joy, you get joy. I mean, you know you got joy. You can hear that person. I've done it. I love it when God manifests his presence on me like that, and I begin to laugh my head off. There's nothing like it. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. But I'm telling you, it's not just that type of joy. It's a joy that bubbles up out of you that, you know what, there's such a strength. It doesn't matter what's going to happen to you because it com- it's a better thing that comes with salvation. You know, I remember this. This is coming to me as I'm talking about the joy. I remember um, being in Bible school, and uh, I just lost my, you know, I had a car that took a dump. It was a 1998 uh, Pontiac. Anybody ever had one of them? Uh, Grand Am. You know, those used to be awesome, uh, but not when it's uh, 2016 and it's like super old. And uh, it took a dump, and then I didn't have a car. And you know what? Somebody felt from God to give me their uh, their Jeep Cherokee. And I was like, man, praise the Lord. This is absolutely awesome. I just lost my car, but I got a better car. And uh, it was it was a pretty old Jeep, but it ran, and I was super happy, and I was on my way to work, and I used to work at Chick-fil-A. You probably never would have guessed that because I normally have an angry face, and I don't normally look angry, so how would they ever hire uh, Nick Zayner to work at Chick-fil-A? I'm just, I'm just kidding. They wanted to make me the poster boy, and I had refused. <laughs> but uh, anyways, I remember I'm on my way to Chick-fil-A, and I'm going down the highway, and all of a sudden... The, the Jeep literally stops. Like, it doesn't, it, I mean, it, it's, I'm going like 70, and it doesn't just like halt and stop, but it, it, it begins to just, no acceleration, there's nothing. It just turns off, and I'm just like coasting until I get to the side. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? I just got this car, I just, and uh, I'm like, man, this ain't right. But you know what? In that moment, I just felt a joy hit my spirit. It was, it was ridiculous. I wasn't laughing my head off or anything, but there was just, I was just happy. I'm like, there's no reason for me to be happy right now, but I'm happy that my car just took a dump. And I'm calling a friend of mine. I'm saying, hey, man, because I worked with a couple friends from school. I said, you're going to have to come back. You're ahead of me, and you got to turn around and come pick me up because this this Jeep just went out. I'm going to have to leave it on the side of the road because I'm going to be late to work, and if I don't work, how am I going to fix this thing because I needed the money because I gave all my money in the offering, and I (laughs) I had no money left, so I needed to work. And so... I left it, but I'm telling you, you would have never thought anything was going on in my life because I had a joy unspeakable. And you know what? God took care of all that. Uh, That Jeep took a complete, it was done for, but someone else felt to give me their car, and I still have that car today. If you ever see me driving around in a Nissan Sentra, and uh, it's older now, but you know what? Someone gave me that car, and all those years later, since 2017, uh, 2018, somewhere around there, I'm still driving the same car. And you know what? It was because I refused to get let that ups, upset me because I partook in the double portion of joy rather than partaking in, in frustration. See, you don't have to be frustrated in life. Things might come at you one way, but they're going to flee in seven. Amen? And so God totally took care of that. That's number six. I hope that encourages somebody tonight because when things happen, you don't have to get upset. I'm not saying, you know, hey, there's a... 
you can get upset, but be said, you know, be angry and said not. But you know what? Why not partake in joy? Why not allow that strength of God to rise up in you? Because guess what? When you do, you're in faith and God will turn that thing around. Amen. So number six is joy. Number seven. I put this is what I put in my notes. Number seven, that better things that come with salvation is help. H-E-L-P. Help. <laughs> Why? Because you receive the helper, the Holy Spirit. So I almost put the Holy Spirit, but really, within that, a better thing that comes, obviously it doesn't get any better than the Holy Spirit, but what a, one of the things I wanted to narrow it down is help. How many times have you been in a situation where you literally did not know what to do? Then the best prayer to pray is, Lord, help me. <laughs> and guess who goes to work for you? The Holy Spirit. He's helping you. He's your helper. Jesus said, I will not leave you as an orphan. I will send another one to you who is the comforter. Amen. He's the counselor. He's the helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, standby. I know I'm rattling them off fast, but guess what? Help is so awesome. You don't have to go through life wondering uh, what to do. God can help you. You know, there's many things we need help for. I just made a short list of them, but he will help and remind you of what God has already said in his word. Sometimes people get so, um, what's the word? They get so intimidated by the Bible. And they're like, how am I gonna how am I gonna remember everything in this Bible? I'm supposed to live by this Bible, but I'm just I was never good at memorizing, you know, stuff in school and barely I could barely spell and whatever the excuse is. Well, guess what? The Bible clearly says he will remind you of what Jesus said. He'll remind you of his word. He's there to help. Have you ever found yourself in a situation and all of a sudden a scripture comes to your spirit? Who is that? That's the helper. That's the Holy Spirit. And why is he bringing scripture to your remembrance? Because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. And the Holy Spirit knows that the only thing that will please God is faith. And when you mix your faith with the word of God and you act upon the word, then you're going to get your help that you need and God's going to go to work for you. Amen. He'll help you and guide you into all truth. How many of you guys know we need the truth more than ever before? And there's so much being pumped at you day in and day out, day, day in and day out, day in and at night that you need help knowing what's the truth. Well, he's the spirit of truth. He'll help you with the truth. Amen. He'll show you things to come. He'll help you with the future. Many people are so worried and anxious about the future. Guess what? You have the helper who's going to help you in your future, and he'll show you things to come, the Bible says. He'll never leave you nor forsake you. He'll always be there. He's an ever-present help in the time of need. Never forget that. Amen? So number seven is help. And number eight, and I could have probably had like 50 things tonight, but eight for the sake of time. Number eight, I titled this one, a better thing that comes with salvation is blessing. Blessing. Now, I know that's like a, that's like a broad word, but the blessing of God. Because we're under a better covenant with better promises. In other words, God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. When you uh, come to God and believe that He is, and believe that He's a rewarder, you'll experience those, you'll experience those rewards. And so blessing is far better than the curse. Because Galatians 3.13 says, Christ 
has, past tense, redeemed us from the curse of the law, which is of sin and death. And we are now blessed with the same blessing as Abraham. In other words, we have the blessing of God working for us. We have, you know, people need to grab a hold of this. Look, I'm not going to talk about in detail about the bank banking failure in, in uh, California, but you're already seeing a shakening take place in the financial realm. Guess what, guys? We don't have to look to the natural and get worried and anxious and fearful. We can look to his word, and he's a blesser. He's he, The blessing of God is more powerful than anything on this planet, that even if everything was taken away, God's blessing will still make a way where there is no way. Even when everything else is taken away, God will still make a way because of his blessing. Amen. He is the way. He's the truth. If you want to know more about the blessing, I don't have time to read it all, but I believe in the blessing so much. Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14. You know, I believe it so much that literally in our vows, when we got married, the vows were Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 through 14. That's a true story. I believe in the blessing of God so much that that was our marriage vows. That we are blessed in the city. We vowed to each other that we will be blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in, blessed going out. We are the head and not the tail, above only and never beneath. That is our story. That is what we, I believe it. The blessing of God. We need the blessing of God. How are you watching this right now? By the blessing of God. How am I alive today? Because of the blessing of God. How am I even in ministry today, folks? Because of the blessing of God. Because of his hand upon upon my life. And I refuse to live this life of, well, you just got to barely scrape by, barely make it. You know, brother, you know, you know, some things really just take 25 years to come to fruition. Where's that in the Bible? It's not in the Bible. Yes, some, some promises take time, but that doesn't mean the blessing's not working. That doesn't mean I have to wait and to be given a vow of poverty before I can see God's blessing. No, God's blessing is for now. God's blessing is for me and God's blessing is for you. And I'm telling you, I don't care what it looks like because you're looking at a guy who at one point in his life had 12 cents in the bank. I'm talking 12 cents, not even a dollar. And God has raised me up beyond that. Amen. Thank God we're not at 12 cents still. So I was at the lowest of lows. I mean, Come on, you can't get any lower in 2000, in, uh, at that time, it was 2016, 12 cents. I mean, you can't even go and buy a dollar cheeseburger, folks. But you know what? I read Galatians 3, 13 and 14, even when I had barely a dollar. And I got up out of my seat. I began to dance around and praise God because sometimes you don't need to pray it through. You need to praise it through. And I got up on my feet and started to dance around my house. And you know what? Sure enough, just give it a little bit of time. The blessing started to go into action because you know what? I'm not leaving it on the table. I'm, it's a better thing that comes with better promises. And uh, it's called our new covenant. And I grabbed a hold of that. And guess what? It's been working ever since. And I'm telling you, you go from glory to glory, from strength to strength strength. Come on, you go from blessing to blessing. Everybody type that in the comments. I'm going from blessing to blessing. That's right. You're not going backwards. You're going forwards. You might have started at a level. And yeah, the devil might come in and, and give you a blow on the left or the right. But I'm telling you, you can't stay down because with the but it's like, have you ever tried to take a, a ball in the in a pool and you try to push the, the ball down? 
And if as long as you have pressure on the ball, it stays underwater. But every time you let go of the ball, it just pops right back up on top of the water. That's how it is with God. The devil will try to take the blessing from you, and it seems like you're pushed under the water. But eventually, he's got to let his hand go, and you're coming straight back up to the top. I'm telling you tonight, I'm telling you, there's people watching me tonight. You're going from the bottom to the top. Some of you have felt like you've been under the, be- under the, the barrel. I mean, you're not even at the bottom of the barrel, you're under it, but I'm telling you, God is about to fill the barrel and it's about to overflow because you're going to grab a hold of the truth of God's word that you're blessed with the same blessing of Abraham. You are the blessed of God. You're not the curse of God. You're not the curse of the devil. You're the blessed of God. And that's a better thing that comes with better promises according to God's word. Can you say amen? I'm telling you, this blessing is your portion. And so you got to act upon these things. There's, you know, you got to, you got to get into, you got to understand, you know, these things are on the table. How do you act act upon them? Well, there's different laws for different things, and so the blessing, for for example, is activated by your giving, by your tithing, by your sowing. Malachi three verses six talks about how to prove God with your with uh, your giving that he would pour out a blessing it says to test God it's the only area in the Bible where it says to test God why because God wants to show you that he is greater than any uh, dollar on this planet he's greater than any cryptocurrency he he can make a way where there is no way folks he can furnish a table he can he can give you property that would take you 30 years to pay off he can give it to you just like that he can give you land he can give your property. He can he can do anything. I mean, guys, he's trying to show you that when you put your money where your where your mouth is and you you sow into the kingdom of God, that's how he he produces. And I know many of you guys are partners watching and you sow a seed into the kingdom. I'm telling you, you put your pressure on the word, not on people, not on expectations of of individuals. You put it on the word and watch how God will make a way where there is no way. I'm telling you. And you don't even have to be in a in a down and out place. What about going to another level? What about saying, you know what? I'm blessed at this level, but I want to see a greater blessing. I want to go to another level. That's how the blessing works. See, God, you can't stay down with God. You're only going up, and I'm telling you, when you grab a hold of this, that God wants you blessed, that this is a better thing that comes with salvation, you're going to rise to the top, and not slow, but fast. Because God is looking for individuals who's going to, he can trust with the, with the finances to get the job done. Amen? And so, do your own homework. Read Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 14. It's going to truly bless you. And, uh, and I believe that uh, as you get a revelation of the blessing of Abraham, you're going to rise to the top in a greater measure. But we're, we're running sh- short on time now. We're at the top of the hour almost. And I want to give you an opportunity to do something. I want, you know, it's one thing to talk about the blessing and to talk about all these things, but you got to put it into action. And I'm going to pray here in a second, but I feel to do this before I pray. And I want you to put an expectation on, if you're believing for any of these things tonight, put an expectation on it. But I feel I have to do this now. If you are watching now and you feel led of God to give any amount, I want to encourage you right now to sow a seed. The way you activate the blessing in your life is by sowing into the kingdom of God. The Bible says in Malachi that 
Prove him herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, this is King James, you can tell, that I will not pour you out a blessing you have not room to receive. Bring to me the tithes and offerings into the storehouse. In other words, it's you've God said you've robbed me in the tithes and offerings. How about we don't rob God? What if we are doing that? You can stand upon his word that the devourer would be rebuked off of your life and that the blessing would be poured upon your life. You know, many people... They want to go to another level. Sometimes what you got to do is you got to do what you've never done before. You know, that's what we did this year. And we've already seen, I'm telling you, we're seeing increase. What took us, I just said this uh, to my friends, but what took us uh, 12 months, our first year of ministry, we're almost, we're close to that right now of what took us all of our first year. And this is only our third year of ministry, folks. Why? It's because this beginning of this year, we said we sowed a seed that we've never sowed before. We're sowing like we've never sowed before because we're going where we've never gone. We're going we're gonna to take territory from the enemy. And so you can, you, this isn't just something that I'm just... I'm spewing out of my mouth, folks. This is literally what, this is how we're making it. If you're ever wondering, how is Nick and Emily making it in ministry right now? I'm giving you my secret ingredient. It's called giving. We literally give our way into our living. Literally. That's literally how we live. Most accountants would look at us and they would say, you're crazy. You, You really need to, you know, you need to not give like you're giving. But, you know, thank God I have a Holy Ghost accountant who's helping me. But, I don't have to worry about that, but the reality is this. We're living by the Word of God. So I want to encourage you right now. He's going to put it up on the screens, or screen, your screen at home. You can give tonight. Sow a seed of faith. What is a seed of faith? Whatever the Lord tells you to give, that's what you give. We don't give at a compulsion. We don't give at a need. I never mentioned a single need. Because God will supply all of my needs. I'm telling you to give according to God's word and to stand upon it. So you can do so. You can see them on the screen. You can text give ZMI to 610-890-7505. There's Cash App, PayPal, and Venmo. You can go to our website, zanerministries.com slash give. Or if you're watching and you like to... Do the snail mail. You can do that. P.O. Box 125, Copley, P.A. 18037. And uh, do what the Lord tells you to do. And as you do, I believe that God will. You're already blessed, but this is how you accelerate the blessing in your life. Better things that come with salvation. I heard this message right when I first got saved, and it's resonated in my spirit for this Thursday. I want to say thank you. And then we're believing God for a hundred partners. And I see a lot of our partners on tonight. And I want to say thank you so much for being a partner with us. We truly, truly pray for you. And we are we call you the blessed partners because when you're partnering, you're you can't help but get blessed when you're giving seed. You can't help but increase. You can't. So I'm decreeing Mark 10, 29, and 30 over your life, which is the hundredfold blessing. I believe in the hundredfold blessing and I'm I'm telling you we haven't seen anything yet. I'm bragging on what God has done in the first 3 months and it's not even 3 months hasn't even been over yet, but I'm telling you this is just the beginning, folks. And it's not about, you know, having all this money to, you know, say we have it. No, we're making impact. We're going after souls. 6,000 or 8,666 salvations since November 2020 and this is just the beginning. So you're sowing into good soil. And if you become a partner with us, this month is Partner Appreciation Month. And so we are sending gifts uh, to all of our partners who partner with us. 
And if you go to Central Assembly, it won't be this Sunday, but we will have a gift for you the following Sunday. So make sure you see Emily or I. We have a gift for you. We're going to bring yours in person. Those who are from afar, you're going to get a gift in the mail. And we want to say we love you. We thank you. If you sign up right now and become a partner on our website, you will get a gift too because we love you. You're part of the family. And so this is Partner Appreciation Month, and I wanted to say thank you for that. And if you give tonight and you're not a partner, or you are, and you want this book, we're going to send it to you. The Bible Way to Receive the Holy Spirit. You know, many people, they have a desire to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Um, but you know what? There's a Bible way to receive it, and this is a great book, a great you can read this book in probably less than 30 minutes. It's so small and quick. And uh, if you sow a seed tonight of any amount, whether it's $5, $50, $100, $1,000, led to do, go to zanerministries.com slash offer right now if you want this book because I, I will not know where to send it unless you filled out that form. And that's our way of saying thank you, but this is not the partner gift. That's just anybody who gives tonight. There's a special gift coming to all of our partners as a way to say thank you. So stay tuned for that. When you sign up to become a partner, we have your address because you go to our website. Um, can you put the giving up one more time before I pray for every person? I'm just following the Holy Ghost on it. Normally I would pray and then do it, but I had to. F I felt the unction of the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. I really, truly believe tonight is a night of breakthrough for people. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Well, let's pray. Father, I thank you for that person listening to me right there in their home. Whether they're in their living room, bedroom, car, wherever, Lord, I thank you for them. Lord, we talked about better things that come with salvation. Now, everybody's at a different level. Some people need healing. Some people need deliverance. Some people need peace, joy. Some people need help. Some people need a financial breakthrough. But, Lord, there's people maybe listening that need their ticket to heaven first. So if you're listening to me and you've never given your life to Jesus, I want you to say this out loud and believe in your heart because the Bible says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, you'll be saved. So say this, say, Father, I come to you in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, you said if I confess that Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior, I'd be saved. So right now, I confess Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior. Forgive me of my sins. Heaven's now my home because Jesus is my Lord. If you just said that, I want you to reach out to us at zanerministries.com and fill out the form, the contact us form. We want to connect with you. But for those watching, Lord, who need healing in their body, deliverance, joy, peace, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, those watching and listening, I speak into their bodies right now. I command their bodies to line up to God's word, for by your stripes they were already healed in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I come into an agreement for what they're standing against. Lord, as they submit to you and resist the devil, he will flee from their bodies. Lord, I thank you for traumatic events that have happened to people that you would totally restore them now in the name of Jesus. 
Lord, I thank you that you'll do exactly what you did to Emily. You'll come and restore those memories, and you'll totally set them free as if it was another person. I break the power of the enemy off of their life now in the name of Jesus. I speak peace into their homes, joy into their life right now in Jesus' name. Strength into their spirit, strength into their mind, into their body in the name of Jesus. Lord, help them. Help those who need help. Holy Spirit, we thank you for help. And Lord, we thank you that the blessing of God is in full force in Jesus' mighty name. If you believe that and you receive that, I want you to type amen in the comments. Let the Lord heal you, hear you in your home. If you needed healing in your body, act upon God's word. If you, can, if you had pain, do what you couldn't do. If, you, uh, if it's something eternal... Well, get it checked out. Amen. Let us know. Send us the testimony. Praise God. Amen's coming all, all over the comments. Amen. Tonight's a night of breakthrough, folks. Tonight is a night of breakthrough. Better things that come with salvation. That's your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want you guys to be praying for us. We're going to Pittsburgh. At the end of this month, we're going to be there for five services. There it is. Last two days of March, first two days of April, 7 p.m., Thursday through Sunday night. If you're in the area, come on out. 10.30 a.m., Sunday morning. It's going to be a great time. And then a Thursday night broadcast will be the service that night. So make sure you still tune in. Might want to tune in at like 8 o'clock after worship, but we will be live in Pittsburgh. And then, I mean, I'll make a flyer and stuff, but we'll be live um, Friday morning and Saturday morning as well with Pastor Jordan Siri. We're going to do a special thing with him. So save the date, save the time. It's going to be a great time. Amen. Hit the like button, subscribe, hit the bell right now. If you're watching on Facebook, I want to thank you for watching on Facebook. But when we close this, hop over to YouTube and hit the subscribe button. Why? Because it helps us. Um, it sends you reminders and it helps us reach more people. And then also, if you ever miss one of these or you're like, you know what? I want to listen to that again, but I don't want to watch it. Look at this. Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify. All you have to do is search my lovely name, <laughs> Nick Zayner, or you can just search Zayner Ministries. Either one is going to pop up, and you can listen at any time, any place. And maybe you know somebody who needs to hear this, but they'll never watch it because it is an hour long. They will listen to it, and you. Can, that's what I do. I listen to an hour-long podcast, but it takes me three days. Why? Because I just listen to it as I drive to wherever I'm going, and then I just pick it back up the next time I get into the car. Yeah, it takes me a little bit longer, but I get the whole thing in. Amen? Well, I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Can't wait to see you next Thursday. Save the time, 9 p.m., same time, same place. Love you. God bless you. We'll see you next week. listening to the Zayner Ministries podcast. Please consider becoming a monthly covenant partner with us.
We are asking God for 100 people to stand with us financially as we continue to win the lost in America. Go to ZaynerMinistries.com and click the Give Now button to become a monthly covenant partner today.